Hey everybody, welcome to the 23rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And first of all, we want to thank everybody so much who came out and joined us for Math Core Index Fest 2018. Um, it was really great seeing everybody at St. Vitus in New York, and we look forward to seeing you again next year. We're already working on Math Core Index Fest 2019. Hopefully, we'll be doing it on uh, West Coast this time. It was a fucking great time, man. Uh, really awesome getting to see the bands, getting to meet the bands. It was meet, surreal, really. Getting to meet listeners of the podcast, which mm-hmm. was fucking crazy. Just getting to have a beer with everybody. Uh, it uh, Once again, anybody's listening out there that was there, and even if you weren't. Uh, I'm always surprised to hear when people have heard or listened to the podcast before. We love the shit out of everybody. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it was a great, especially meeting um, inside the Beehive, who I've been writing about for just like years and years and years since Broken Circuit Monologue self self plug there yep uh we uh we had a solid team of uh guys uh that were helping with this um festival to make it go down uh did them as well absolutely sidhu and Undulingum and uh jay kohler both basically organized the entire fest carson pace as well carson yes and uh you know, we, we thank them so much. Uh, Mr. J. Dino as well. Uh, <laughs> just being the, the little uh, little brother of the, the, the team there, for sure. Peddling merch. Per- just peddling merch, just sneaking into bars. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see here. The first band we're going to talk about is Taken by the Tide. Taken by the Tide, or a heavy progressive metal band from Nottingham, UK. And uh, they've been around for eight years. They had a four-year gap in between their last release, The Hands of Spite, which is a killer and very heavy groove-oriented. Fucking heavy, man. Right? Yeah. Lots of groove in that EP. And the two singles they have out currently as well. Um, so, I, I, you know, groove is the underlying message with this band here. They Absolutely. Um, I, I kind of would call them, uh, like, dark, kind of genty in a way, you know? Yeah, I can hear that. I mean, it's... Uh, a gen- I really, as you know, I you sort of despise that model. I would yeah. call it progressive metal is the, uh, you know, the, the term that I would I would lean towards. Yeah. Uh, definitely just... Uh, I, don't, I, I just... I would say dark. Uh, it's just very uh, low and slow. Yeah, groove. they really embrace, you know, the Meshuggah type of, uh, of groove, the dissonance of... Um, and that's something I've just noticed lately with progressive metal bands. They're all really embracing the lowness and heaviness of Meshuggah that kind of groove with the dissonance of Gorguts. So on that note, uh, two episodes ago, we did cover Texas band Slug in the Sun, which has this same kind of style, I'd say, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They're, I think they're a little bit more on the um, maybe death metal More death side, side but absolutely. Yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying, though. A coma Cluster Void is another, if we're just going to keep name dropping, that's yeah. another one that I would sort of throw in here. So short story on these guys. Um, Ultimately, it, you know, it's, sorry to interrupt, just, uh, yeah. it's uh, extended range, heavy, you know, kind of spectrum. So this band was brought up to us maybe, God, dude, what do you think? Three, four months ago when we, when their YouTube, when the, the YouTube music video came out and mm-hmm. we, we didn't cover them. And at that point, I believe Taken by the Tide didn't have Bandcamp, didn't have, wasn't on Spotify, wasn't on anything. Um, definitely noticed you are on all platforms now, which is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. I've had some time to go back and listen to those older albums, which I, I really enjoyed actually. It's refreshing to know that you guys have been producing the same just amazing progressive metal for quite a few years now so i'm really excited to hear the next full length like, after hearing these two singles yeah i agree um it's it's exciting to hear um rather i'm excited to hear an, an actual full length because all we've got right now is just the two singles both of which they have music videos for so we'll uh, we'll link you to oh, those no in the bio yeah awesome so we're gonna listen to moloch and moloch is their new single um I have no idea when that officially came out. 
Here we go. Oh, 
All right, so that was Moloch by Taken by the Tide. And that came out on June 22nd of 2018. My bad. Mm-hmm. Didn't look that up ahead of time. And what's funny is that that single, as Levi was trying to say earlier, I may have interrupted him, uh, was that that song was posted and then taken down later. Uh, so it, I'm, I'm glad that it's up now. <laughs> whatever, whatever the reason... We were ultimately going to review this song three to four months ago, and then it vanished off YouTube. And so Christian and I said, okay, never mind. And then it's again, it's here again. So we're reviewing it. As Levi would say, game on. Yeah, dude, game on. Fuck yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So the next band we're going to talk about is The Lord's Winning Team. The Lord's Winning Team is a two-person mathcore cyber grind project, as I would describe it. From Chicago. MySpace is fuck. I think the word MySpace probably appears in my notes three to four times. <laughs> it just says MySpace, MySpace, MySpace. I'm looking right now. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, holy shit. This is like a trip down memory lane to MySpace land. Um, I haven't really experienced anything like this in a while since like CU Space Cowboy that's, that's taken me to that kind of that realm. The, the cyber grind, what Christian was saying, just that addition of the keyboards is fucking mm-hmm. wonderful takes me back to the the time of like the $25 massacre, the DiBello days. You <laughs> That's know? exactly, that was another one of my... Cool local kiss, you know? Mm-hmm. That kind of aesthetic for sure. And apparently this was written between 2013 and 2015. Nailed it, just going to say that, yeah. Right, and um, last month in June, the band finally decided to quote-unquote hammer these fuckers out once and for all. So the fucking shit. Yeah, great. I'm so glad that they did because this is a really fun EP, and it just leaves me wanting more. Honestly, it barely clears five minutes as it is, but they managed to squeeze in so many great parts, including a great little synth section or two, and this super cheesy bass line that really recalls uh, Blood Brothers for me. Yeah. Uh, a question to you two, uh, and get back to us. If did you play shows back in the day? Do you play shows now? Was this ever a thing that you played live? You know, um, it would be cool if it was. But two piece with this would be interesting. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, um, both of the members were involved in another project previously, and uh, this was the result of that project disbanding, I think. Um, oh, see, now I, I can understand why this would be a, a two-piece now that you could possibly do live. Uh, their, uh, their drums are uh, programmed as well. Yes, so. exactly. Okay. So, yeah, you guys That's can definitely grind. stand on the stage like two doinks and fucking do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just bring a, bring a laptop and put it on a drum throne like the last of Lucy did. <sighs> I, I booked Last of Lucy a few years ago, and they showed up with no garage. drummer. Yep, they showed up with no drummer, and uh, they were on tour with a programmed thing, and they definitely were supposed to have a drummer. <laughs> Featuring MacBook. That was the best thing. They fucking put the computer on the drum stool. Like, <laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Last of Lucy's still tight as fuck, though. They so, played yeah. a really good set. Yeah. With, with the, In all seriousness. Without the, the recorded drums, I guess. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get back to the Lord's winning team, though. Yep. So... Yeah, definitely recalling that that sassy MySpace era, Blood Brothers kind of stuff. Blasts and sass. That should really be the the, the tagline for this release. Uh, every track is 30 seconds long except one, which is yeah. like a minute and a half. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. One last thing I wanted to add is that it reminds me of uh, what CU Space Cowboy and Second Grade Knife Fight would sound like if they were the same band. I have that in my notes as well. That plus that. Absolutely. Shut the fuck up. No, I did. Yep, right here. I did colloquial kiss, and I put these here together, and I dropped it down. I was gonna. He's do not a, shitting. Yeah, right I was gonna. Now. I was gonna do like a whole dark trail uh, thing. Like, well, if you're a fan of dark trail and everything, I mean, those two bands from dark trail. So. <laughs> oh yeah. wow! Thanks, thanks, yeah. bud. Boom. <laughs> that hive mind, though. Yep. Uh, what track are you thinking? I'm thinking the Countess. 
Oh, track one, Ripper. Right. Yep. Absolutely. At, at 49 seconds. Mm-hmm. So we're going to listen to The Countess, which is track one from Honey. <laughs> Honey, I know it's the end of the last quarter and we're down a few points, but God's going to throw me a Hail Mary pass. And when I touch down, I know you'll be waiting for me in the end zone of dot, dot, dot. Love? <laughs> I want to say it's probably love. They just couldn't fit that many characters in the title. It's <laughs> awesome. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and that came out on uh, July 3rd of 2018, the day after my birthday. Oh. Oh. Here we go. So that was The Countess by The Lord's Winning Team. And that's track one from Honey, I know it's the end of the last quarter and we're down a few points, but God's going to throw me a Hail Mary pass. And when I touch down, I know you'll be waiting for me in the end zone of dot, dot, dot. Well done, bud. And that came out on July 3rd of 2018. All right. So the next band we're going to talk about is Course. Course are a hardcore mathcore band from New York, and they feature members of Old Wounds and Capsize. And speaking of things getting taken down off the internet after uh, getting some attention, uh, Course put out a single some time ago, several months ago, um, and just as a test and took it down shortly thereafter, which apparently they did just to test the waters. Was that Shed that they released first? I believe it was. Yes, okay. good memory. And yeah. they just released a new EP, uh, one, via Zegama Beach Records, which you can buy now, I believe, even though it still says pre-order on the website, even though it's the, the 28th. Or it came out on the 27th, according to Revolver Magazine. But um, either way, it's available now for order, I believe. And again, as I was saying, they put one track up, took it down shortly thereafter. We actually spoke with Brandon at Mathcore Index Fest. Yeah. yeah. Do you recall that? Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he came up and revealed to us at the fest that, that, that they had oh, actually done right. We talked about that. this yeah. other, t- other tall dude other than uh, the dude from ARMS. Yeah. yeah. It okay. was, <laughs> got you. Got you. It was not Paul Hundeby. No. Nope. Other tall dude. Um, I uh, I stand at uh, five six five seven. So everybody's just noted by their height, basically. Oh, the tall guy. Oh, uh, yeah, tall guy. guy oh, here? Yeah. Okay. oh, the short guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as I was saying, so they, they they put that EP out as kind of a teaser. That that song rather. Um, and now they're back with the full six track, solid mathy hardcore EP, uh, in the vein of botch, um, as you can hear on tracks like hoax and peril, uh, in peril rather. Um, but they also just have that like typical like driving punk rhythm. Fucking just took the words out of my mouth. God <laughs> damn it. Well, you know what I'm saying? There's just like that underlying, um, I'm going to use this word probably three or four times in this podcast, ostinato. Like in ostinato, it's basically like a repeating phrase like underneath like the drums, you know. Awesome. The guitars are just playing awesome. that, like that one kind of thing for a moment. Um, but yeah, and you, I mean basically Shed is much, a lot like that. Separation is survival as well. The thing I like about course is that there's ultimately, I wouldn't call it dual vocal, but there is 
two two dudes doing vocals the whole time like like they're on top of each other and i wouldn't say dual vocal because it's not like like a despised icon thing or like a screamo thing where it's like back and forth on top of each other back and forth like it's almost like a backed vocal that you know it's it's just i really like how there's a lower dude in the background just kind of complimenting the, the vocals it's fucking awesome <laughs> it just puts so much power behind it you yes know? those lower background dudes the lower the, shout out lower background dudes <laughs> All right, the unsung uh, heroes. The unsung <laughs> heroes of mathcore. <laughs> okay, um, so fuck. Which track do you want to listen to? I'm thinking that we listen to um, "In Peril," which is off their new EP one, and that came out on July 27th of 2018. Here we go. <laughs> In Peril by Course, and that's off their new EP One, which came out on July 27th of 2018. So the next band we're going to talk about is the Capgra Delusion. The Capgra Delusion, that's C A P G R A S, are from their mathcore band, technical metal, even from London. And this is one of my favorite happy discoveries on Bandcamp this month. It is awesome, man. Some solid fucking music here. It's very, very good. Uh, Four-piece. And, you know, it's it's presumably a new band as well, with just a three-song EP up. But, man, do they deliver on this thing. It is supported by one individual right now, so we should probably change that. Uh, yeah, I, I plan to amend that. Yep. You know, even though this is... Uh, it's, it's evident that it's an EP production-wise. It's extremely promising material. It's really exciting to see a band like this materializing out of London when there's not too much, uh, you know, out there like that to begin with. Some fucking heavy, chunky math core with some, like, ripping drumming going on. Question for the drumming. Sounds programmed, but then you guys are a four-piece. So I'm not really sure if you want to clear that up with us or not, but just it sounds like it's programmed. 
it could very well be you know it, a lot of people do that during pre-production demos because they just it's too expensive to friggin you know put a bunch of mics up and record drums i get it man i get it copy and paste for a lot cheaper for sure i mean if you got if you got you know if you got that software yep make it happen uh this this band definitely took me back to uh an older uh math core kind of band uh jack the stripper good call i was kind of like searching for comparisons to draw here um but the the one that really kept coming up for me was the red cord oh it's just like this i feel like they're they're blending deathcore and mathcore together very very well in much the same way that the red cord or into the moat did this will probably click with me when we play the track too um uh, out of the three tracks which one was your uh, fave let's see here i think track one serpent maze yeah, I yep. believe that's the one. Uh, Serpent Maze, uh, track two in tongues as well. I really enjoyed as I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, I really liked uh, uh, Serpent Maze as well, track one. Perfect. Um, so let's listen to Serpent Maze then, which is track one off their new EP, their self-titled EP, The Cop Garage Delusion, and that came out on July 5th of 2018. Here we go. So that was The Serpent Maze by the Cop Gras Delusion. And that came out on July 5th of 2018. 
See what I was saying about the uh, the red cord there? I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, very, very promising. Um, I'm hoping that uh, my buddy Kaz out there in the, in the UK, out in London, will hit them up and book them with Frontier. All right, so next we're going to talk about Needleplay. Mm-hmm. Needleplay are a uh, mathcore, post-hardcore band from Boston. And they're a new band. Just have a six song demo EP, which definitely shows in the production. Uh, but what caught my attention was their live footage, actually. I think there's a lot of potential in this band, uh, despite how unpolished the album is. Um, they often, I, I know you're Oof, <laughs> Levi's I, uh, getting in here. Go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, the vocals I could do without, or just need to polish them up, clean them up, do something. I just could not handle Didn't the vocals. Didn't care for the vocals, huh? Nope, could not. I thought they were good. They were rough. Just, yep. It is a very rough demo. I, I totally hear what you're saying. I, I think just in general, the quality of this—it's uh, a demo. I mean, they're they're very open about the fact that it's not the best production. You tell me that they're a new band, and I say yes, they are. <laughs> so, either way, um, my feeling was is that this was very promising. So I th- I felt like they needed to get a little get a little love, uh, a little coverage, and um, they employ elements of screamo and jazz that for me really recalls number twelve. The beginning of this EP doesn't start off particularly strong. I'm sure that's probably what turned you off, Levi, initially. But there you go. Yep. But you know they really show what they're capable of doing on tracks like "Drink Before You Think" and "K Holes at Walmart" or "K Holes at Kmart" rather. <laughs> it's a fucking awesome name. <laughs> yeah, th- those are sizable songs. Like they're showing that they can put together a sizable song with a whole lot of parts and a whole lot of stuff going on. And it's not as easy to string together these stylistically disparate parts as one might think after all you know mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think jazz just started off being like uh, like a, um, a natural part of like the metal like blend now you know it's it's just it wasn't always like that I I brought this band up to Christian and I was just like I don't know man and he said just give it some time listen to it like this band has promise and you just wording it like that like I, I get it man completely uh this this band I'm a fan of for the fact that uh, on their last track, track six, they actually put an emoji on the track, which <laughs> is kind of cool. In the track title, you mean? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's good. And, um, well, I mean, it, it's promising. And the vocalist actually uses a lot of scogenisms, which I, th- I thought was kind of funny, especially at the end of the last track. Sort of felt like a, a wacky chariot B-side for a second. <laughs> cool. <laughs> But all in all, though, uh, Needle Player, a promising young band, and I look forward to hearing more of what they can do, especially with a little more polish. So we're going to listen to Drink Before You Think, which is track three from In Defense of Repression, and that came out on June 27th of 2018. Here we go. Oh my God. 
right, so that was Drink Before You Think by Needleplay. And that's off their new demo EP, In Defense of Repression. And that came out on June 27th of 2018. Would you like to say something, Levi? Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> um, okay, I still not much for the vocals. I guess the lows I'm not much for. Uh, Christian brought it to my attention. So that was track three or track, that was track three. Track three. Mm-hmm. So the first two tracks did not grab me. I will be very honest with you. I um, agree with you there. That I, this EP does not start off particularly strong. That is definitely, our, our, I think, our, our criticism. It's one of those bands where I questioned my best friend's taste, but then I moved on. But uh, but honestly, Christian just uh, showed me the, the track that I did skip over. Um, the intro has a very soft, uh, spoken kind of word thing going on, so I just wasn't into it. Uh, but holy fuck, that was that took me back to like some great number 12 kind of stuff going on there. I really, really enjoyed that, man. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of excitement for me it's like surrounding the, the revival of that style. You know, Noise Says and Needleplay are both really bringing that vibe Nailed super it. hard. Nailed it. Uh, by the way, maybe one thing with the vocals, focus on those highs. Some good fucking highs he has. Levi like, doesn't like your lows. I don't like... Yeah, that's it. Okay, all right. So, so to just sum it up... I, I was threw him under the bus. So, yeah, just to sum it up, though, I was wrong, and I'm sorry, and yeah, just keep keep, right. keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, and <laughs> we didn't listen to it, but I think he would really like track four, so you should probably investigate that later when you have some more time. All right. So the next band we're going to listen to is Things Amazing. Things Amazing are a instrumental math rock band from Atlanta, Georgia. The band features the drummer of Seder, who we've uh, talked about previously, interviewed them before. Hell of a drummer. And uh, that is really the highlight of this release for me. The percussion makes this a very, very energetic release. Fucking great, uplifting math rock here. Yeah, truly. It's super happy. Um, I, re- I really got to say, the, the drum steal of the show here, it, it seems like the guitars just kind of keep repeating the same phrase. Again, ostinato sort of the word I would use there. Um, word. I, I wish there was a bit more guitar action. But overall, this is very solid. There's just really no complaints. This reminds me of Enemies, but yeah, it's kind of missing that whole, like, kind of solo-y parts of enemies and like kind of chunky like riffage you know like mm. they really kind of like bring it home like yeah like i said i feel like the the instruments take a backseat to the drums in this band um but it is enjoyable and it's solid and it's fun um and as you say it's uh, you know it's kind of it's uplifting it's positive so they just they just released uh the the five tracks uh called amazing things mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, man yeah no complaints fucking great five tracks it's awesome Yes, and they released their debut EP, Good Things, last year. God damn. <laughs> so all kinds of things. Good, amazing. And we're going to listen to Acracia. Holy shit, track two. Yeah. That's what I had written down. That's my favorite track. Ooh, goodness gracious. Yee! Gosh, golly, G. Willikers. And uh, Acracia is track two from, or Acracia, track two from Amazing Things. I'm glad you said it and not I, because I was like, Ac- <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> Acracia. And that came out on uh, July 13th of 2018. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Acracia by Amazing, excuse me, Things Amazing, and that's uh, track two from Amazing Things, which came out on July 13th of 2018. So the next band we're going to talk about is Lower Automation. Lower Automation are a math rock post-hardcore band from Chicago. Electronic noise math rock? I'm glad you say that. There's a lot of electricism in this album. Or electronic noise math punk, maybe, a little bit there? I, you know, I think what you're getting is really just the uh, the quality of the guitar tone, perhaps, which is very much heavy on chorus and delay. I mean, it's... That's that's kind of the um, that's like the main aesthetic of the guitars in this album. I'm gonna kind of shoot from what you just said there. Uh, the vocals, the ranges, and everything, and kind of the guitars. Also, it takes me to this at the drive-in sound. Oh, it's absolutely. It, they're completely influenced by at the drive-in. That's very evident. Um, this has been one of my favorite releases this month. And the band released their first EP two years ago, Homie, um, a I, single last year. I have a heart. Beside <laughs> <laughs> this one, so it's my favorite too. Apparently, Sorry, Levi I liked it too. Yep. Um, so yeah, they released uh, an EP two years ago, a single last year, and they're back with this EP. And uh, this actually got my attention on Instagram of all places, which is what I was leading up to, and which doesn't happen very often at all, like hardly ever. Um, yeah. it, it's it, you know, but it's been one of my favorite releases this month. And um, as I was gonna say, is it it is a super fun release that harks back to the '90s uh, post-hardcore sound. It is only a three-piece with this dynamic sound that they make. Uh, the gentleman Derek uh, does a lot of work in this. Apparently, guitar, vocals, and the electronics. The guitars are the big focus of this album. That's what for I'm me. saying. So Derek is putting. Well, I mean, I see. Now I understand what you're saying there, but myself, the the vocals grab me a lot. Like, well, I of course, love the you're a vocalist. Range. I'm a guitarist, so I, yeah. I tend to focus on the the guitars. You tend to always focus on the vocals. I didn't even think of it like that. Really, I was just like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um. Uh, it's just uh, naturally what we're inclined to listen to, I guess. To I focus would, on this. Uh, uh, this being my probably one of my favorite bands uh, of this episode. I, I, honestly, I would just love to see them live. It would be fucking amazing. I want to see him on tour with Fear of Lux. I feel like that would be a perfect matchup. How about the central added on there? I'm sure, why not? Really dynamic there, yeah. You know, it just there's again back to the guitar work. Being a guitarist myself, um, and it, just I'm usually focused on that anyway. The guitars are the big highlight for me because, especially like in the chorus of Tether, there's just an effort to make the guitarist sound like anything but, which I think is an aesthetic that works really well for this kind of music. Um, and it just goes to show you how versatile guitar is as an instrument, too, you know? Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, really recalling At The Drive-In and Drive Like Yehu as well, which I think they've, they've tagged both in their descriptions, so that makes total sense. But this has more, like, technical delivery and flair. Like, So, uh, one thing I did notice, uh, 2016, uh, you released an EP, uh, I believe a five- or six-track EP, and then... Uh, you know, th- this month you just released an- another five or six track EP. In 2017, all you did was just one track. It's kind of interesting, but it, it, it's a ripper of a track too. Uh, called the, the Pulpit Temple, and like I really enjoyed that track. I just I find it interesting. You guys, I think you're talking about their Joy Division cover, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what it is? Shut the fuck up. Is <laughs> that what it is? I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. That's yeah. probably why it grabbed me. See, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not much on Joy Division. I guess like I didn't really listen to it like growing up. Like I. I kind of listen to it now but uh it's a really well constructed song that's no never mind me. i'm sorry i'm thinking really? of a different band that we we oh, were you talking about later okay yeah so so this the pulpit the, the pulpit temple like uh it is not a joy division cover <laughs> but uh, it was the, the only thing was that that did that i don't oh. know uh but uh it's it's the only thing they did in uh 2017 and i will highly suggest all of you to go back to that one track um 
it was Beast Jesus who we're about to talk about later. All right, there my we mistake. go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got my um, notes mixed up. But uh, yeah, on, on that note, man, uh, with this uh, new release, what track did you want to play? I want to talk about Tethered. Listen to Tethered, rather. On, and, uh, uh, on uh, Lower Automation, the new one? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to listen to Tethered. Oh, yeah, track three. Awesome. Which is track three yep. from Shoebox Companion. And that came out on July 27th of 2018. Here we go. so good i so, could have definitely kept listening to that yeah sure. yeah I, I really i really enjoy what they're bringing so that was um that was tethered by lower automation and that's track three from their new ep shoebox companion which came out on july 27th of 2018 so next we're going to talk about koenji hyake that's k-o-e-n-j-i-h-y-a-k-k-e-i um Romanized, if you will, uh, are a Zool 
progressive rock band. Um, you could certainly call this math rock or even jazz fusion uh, from Tokyo. Can you explain to anybody out there that does not understand uh, Zool? So Zool um, is a... Well, it's a, a genre made famous by the band Magma, which is um, a type of... It's basically a type of progressive rock that employs a lot of odd times, technical compositions, and plenty of jazz fusion crossover. Um, we're talking super tight percussion, keys, screeching woodwinds, uh, like soprano sax, occasionally electric guitar, yep. um, and soaring operatic vocals. Based out of Japan? Um, well, Magma was based out of Germany, if I recall correctly. Really? Mm-hmm. So... Um, Koenji Hyakai was formed in 1991 um, by Tatsuyo Yoshida, who is a very well-known uh, drummer. I'm sure you know, you know Ruins, right? Ruins, absolutely. Uh, so this is his other project. Is this the band that I've been watching with you, those live videos, forever? This is the band that I've been trying to turn you on to for like... Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, they have two drummers, correct? At that uh, time, or no? No, just one drummer. Really? Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so... They play Zool, um, and uh, they most notably, it, the language is mostly like three and four syllable words, like made up in a made up language, rather. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and they have the lyrics for you, so you can check that out. <laughs> it's wild, um, and this stuff paints complex sonic textures and rhythms that will possess the very core of your being, as I have in my my Bandcamp review mm. for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the name comes from a district in Tokyo in which the band members reside, um, and a f- also a famous ukiyo painting, um, which translates into the hundred sites of Koenji. That's what the name means. So the band released their last album, Anger Shishpa, um, back in two thousand five, and that was absolutely p- pivotal for me. I've been I've been listening to that quite a bit since um, for the, you know for the last few years, and I found it to be one of the most challenging and rewarding pieces of music I've ever heard. In very much the same way, calculating infinity was for me. Whoa! Damn, yeah, dude. I really feel like they're they're pushing the boundaries here. This is some of the most forward thinking. It's it's truly transcendent music. Um, it, it will please any musician or just hardcore music lover. I think. Uh, their their new album was released. Uh, you know, in in July here, but they also just released uh, a remix of their third album. I forgot to put that in my notes, but I did note that. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of that album is. But. Um, N I V R. Uh, Nivarim. There we go. Um. So, you know, my, my favorite quote on this band is, after listening to Koenji Hayakai, uh, all their music sounds hideously normal. Fucking nailed that, dude. Um, it absolutely rings true. I, th- I'm still trying to grasp what this is. Um, I mean, I, I'm jamming it and everything. It doesn't hit me like it hits you, but I'm trying to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, just trying to wrap my brain around it a little bit. You know, bit. With, with like a lot of extreme music, it just takes it takes time to develop your palate to appreciate it, I think. You know, you just you need some time to um, to have it grow on you. The first, the first listen is always challenging. I would definitely give this a full listen through just because it is, it is a ride. And it that's is. why I keep comparing it to Calculating Infinity um, is because... I, I had the same kind of trouble understanding this album on the first listen, but then I became addicted to it once I did understand it. Yeah, you've been shoving these videos down my throat for a while, dude, so... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tremendously good live, too. So. All right, so pick one of the songs that you can try to pronounce, then. <laughs> well, um, hold on a second. I wanted to just very just quickly touch on the fact that this is their first album in 13 years. Um, really? Yeah, so they, they, they didn't release an album since 2005, which is, again, Angry Shish by the album I've been heaping praise on just now. Um, I didn't notice that. Right, so now they're back with their their new album, uh, Dorim Vishka, 
and much like Ingrid Shishpa, it's an absolute journey. Has a lot of similarities to that last album, actually. And uh, you know, it's seen the band has seen a lot of lineup changes throughout the course of their career. They switched in various singers, reed players, and woodwind players, uh, and they've remodified their lineup to include electric guitar again, which is actually absent during their last release. Although um, that was surprising, not an issue for me. Um, another difference I wanted to just quickly note is that there's a lot of improvised sequences um, here and there. Well, maybe not so much in this album, but you know, they, they do utilize that to really interesting effect. Um, and another thing is that, that this album is is massive. We're talking the shortest track is is six minutes. <laughs> so this just allows right. They're they're crazy. It just allows so much room for dynamics, and the songs have so much unique character as a result. To fit this music in your brain and to play it live, I it is yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure they've I'm sure they've got notation. Rather, it's um, they've, they've got it um, transcribed. Um, but you know, tracks like the opener, um, I can't even say it. Vrijgim Treva. There we go. I was waiting and for one of those. Jill Lakbi Zom show with the band uh, do what they do best though, which is is ripped through a ton of changes and tempo switches um, with tracks like. Uh, Jean Hike and Palbeth Tisselak. <laughs> I know this is just a goddamn mess, um, but they show they show more restraint on those tracks if you can match it to what um, you see on your screen there if you're looking at the songs. So, you know, some of these melodies are so difficult to like to grasp. Some of the times are so difficult to count, but once you like learn them, so to speak, they just get under your skin. Um, and as usual, the band saves the best for last. Like they put in maximum effort on their last track. Their most ambitious compositions are always their closers. I'm not sure if you noticed that, but their last like two or three albums, the longest one is uh, the last track. And I think that's where a lot of albums in this genre like start to to um, wane. You know, I really just focused on this release uh, just for this month, just because. I mean, once again, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this fucking thing still. And I'm no, know. really, it's a lot to digest. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Um, again, I just can't express how profound this band's contribution to, uh, contribution to music is. I think we, we champion the most forward-thinking music that we can find, and this really takes the cake, along with uh, many of the other fine artists on Skin Graph Records. I feel it's like the most... Unpaid advertisement like there. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I feel like it's the, the most uh, technical uh, palate cleanser I've ever experienced to listen mm-hmm. to, you know? Like the other day, I listened to it, and then I went right back to uh, listen to Cult Leader, and I was just like, well... Oh, that was weird. I didn't even go to like light or anything. I just like it was just beyond technical and something so different, you know. So yeah, already kind of getting it. Yeah, that's it is a good palate cleanser, especially if you listen to nothing but you know distorted guitars all the time. It's it's nice to hear something that has like some some sax in it, um, some jazz fusion, lighten it up a bit. So um, we're gonna listen to, let's see here. Good luck, Jablaki Zomn, and Jablaki Zomn is track five from Dvrmvishka, and that came out on July 11th of 2018. Here we go. Let us on. 
right, so that was Jablaki Zon by Koenji Hyake. And that's off their new album, Dorim Vishka, which came out on July 11th of 2018. So next we're going to talk about Beast Jesus. Beast Jesus are an experimental, hardcore, post-metal band from Manila. I could describe this band in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manila, Philippines, rather. Um, they're extremely genre-defying. I know at last episode I asked about bands out in the Philippines, and I'm embarrassed that I forgot about this one. Um, the band plays an eclectic mix of mathcore, grindcore, post-hardcore, post-metal, and more. Uh, they released their first EP back... I can't remember when it was. I think it was in 2016. But they released a 16-minute single, um, a 16-minute genre-spanning single back in 2016, which saw a lot of rotation in the online community, and a Joy Division cover, strangely enough, um, earlier this year, which I think is the band that I was, this is the band that I was thinking of Mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, now they're back with a new EP, a two-song EP, and this is the kind of stuff uh, that I think is the future of music. You know, it's super eclectic. Whew! That's good. It's a, it's a, yeah, right. It's a, it's an eclectic blend of modern metal and hardcore. I guess I called them post hardcore screamo. Um, that's kind of where I was going. I would totally take any post. Yep. Post gaze even at at times. I, (laughs) oh yeah, there's a, there's definitely a little bit of shoegaziness in there for sure, dude. Mm -hmm. It's like someone threw some fucking Rhode Island shit in a blender with deaf heaven or something. (laughs) It's good. Um, I'm a big fan of the name too. Um, cool hasn't been taken yet <laughs> like beast jesus right it seems like such an obvious name yeah yeah it's good <laughs> once you see it uh once you see it uh, characterized um so yeah uh so now they're back with this two song ep and they're, they're really focusing more on their aggressive traits here playing more to that yeah it's a ripper so we're gonna listen to locust housing which is track two from binary excuse me binary system transmission 001 and that came out on july 21st of 2018 here we go
All right, so that was Locust Housing by Beast Jesus, and that's off their new EP, which is called Binary System Transmission 001, and that came out on July 21st of 2018. Definitely dropped the the post-gay stuff in this EP, but uh, if you go back and listen to that 16-minute one from uh, 2016, I think you'll see exactly what I mean. So next we're going to revisit Mouth Breather. Mouth Breather are a hardcore mathcore band from Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, Mouth Breather released their debut EP, Pig, last year, which was extremely well received by the online community. We covered that on uh, In the Teens, one of those episodes there. We absolutely did. We covered them on a previous podcast. And uh, furthermore, they just recently performed at our first music festival of sorts, Mathcore Index Fest 2018, alongside car bomb at uh, St. Vitus Bar in New York. Yep, they uh, did day one, ripping it. And we actually had the pleasure of interviewing them, so after uh, we finish here, we'll, we'll jump into that interview as well. So, sticking to a pattern, uh, the band is back with Doll Meat, another seven-track EP of some of the most raw and angry music I've heard in years. Ooh, it's, uh, it's good. <laughs> it just, it really gets me to the core. Sometimes I, I almost feel like there's this like, real lack of authenticity in the hardcore metal community. Especially when it comes to emotional content. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and more obviously production. It just it feels so disingenuous. But Mouth Breather are the real article. I so rarely encounter bands that seem to be really playing what they feel. They hit me to the core. Um, I wouldn't even call them screamo, but they the, the frantic yells of Anthony, the vocalist, it touches me where screamo does where it's just such emotion i mean you basically have to when you're yelling at the top of your lungs you know i mean it's it's, it's great and it's just raw emotion uh it, i mean for anybody out there that likes to listen to like just like uh just that more like frustrated kind of hardcore that's out there these days um this is this is it i mean it's fucking awesome man it's angry it's pissed it's probably a little confused mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's fucking awesome i think that his performance in their in their stuff is probably the most divisive quality this band has i think that's where it like people are like oh i love this band or i hate this band because yep. it's because of the vocals i think that really is uh you, uh, whoever has not listened to the interview, please do, because we touch on all these, like the, the album, just the recording, uh, his vocals, yeah, everything is touched on there. Yeah, that's that's definitely of note for me is uh, Anthony uh, Santagati's uh, vocal techniques, because they are really just, um, they're raw. You know, it, it's straight from, there's no frills. You know, it's uh, it's completely organic. When a human being is angry, they don't like just naturally make low gurgling sounds, right? They scream with rage and intensity. Yes. yes. So, and as much as I love the stylings of death metal, yeah. That's not a sound that the body makes naturally. No, um this is definitely like through the chest, through the throat, you know, just that yelly. It's just it's amazing, dude. I love it. It's natural. Yeah. And the lyrics are very emotional, uh, albeit hard to decipher. But when you finally do, it's like you've cracked the code. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Especially on uh, tracks like the anorexistentialist um, and proportion, you know, I've, I've had a hard time quitting it. There hasn't been a, a day this past two or three weeks that I haven't jammed this EP at least twice a day. Yeah, um, we we saw them, we interviewed them, and if anything, you'd think like, all right, like we're a little worn out from them. But I think Christian and I have been jamming doll meat more than before Mathcore Index Fest. It has reinvigorated my interest in this band. Yep. And if you're a fan of Vane's Error Zone, which we saw no need to cover because it's a no-brainer, Boom. and it's not like um, we don't already know that it's a very good album, despite the new metal and Code Orange comparisons, which neither of which are truly a bad thing, by the way. No. They no. just happen to be universally reviled by critics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you like Frontierer, uh, this is also another band I, I think that, um, that you would enjoy. So we're going to listen to Denim Jacket. Track one, awesome. It just starts off strong. 
great lyrics, absolutely gripping. I suggest that you read along to the lyrics when you listen to this album. And uh, we're going to listen to again, Denim Jacket, track one from Dollmeat, came out on July 6th of 2018. Here we go. Alright, so that was Denim Jacket by Mouth Breather, and that's off their new EP, Doll Meat, which came out on July 6th of 2018. So we're going to jump right into the Mouth Breather interview. We had the pleasure of interviewing them right after their set at Mathcore Index Fest 2018. Here we go. Um, so right now I'm talking to... Anthony. Anthony, what do you do? I'm the vocalist. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I'm guitars. Nick, I play drums. Love it. Uh, Alright, so back to the lyrics, though. Uh, uh, pretty shocked by that? Yeah, it was like it was so cool, man. It reminds me when I first started going to shows, all the mic grabs and shit, and like so much passion and energy in the room. It's really uh, fucking cool. I noticed you definitely uh, just handed off the mic willingly to quite a few people when you saw the confidence in them, which is oh, pretty yeah. awesome, man. Hell yeah, it makes my job a lot easier. So. <laughs> right, I feel that. Uh, I mean, you got multiple mics going on, so yeah. 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 Uh, how long have you guys been a band? Uh, this uh, the ultimate form of mouth breather has yes. been since April. I understand you guys have been around since 2015, right? Ish. It was like a different name, and, and but this this final form is, is pretty recent. So what was the original name? Uh, Orifice, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds like more like a grind name. Yeah, it was. We weren't taking it seriously uh, at all. Like the honesty there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Chris and I we talked about this on the podcast when we covered you guys. Mouth breather. No matter how you spell it, there's quite a few fucking mouth breathers uh, out there. So, so, yeah. What made you choose mouth breather? How you spell it? Just everything all together. Well, we don't know. I actually know. It's because we still weren't taking it seriously at all. Okay. Um, and when, at least me personally, when we put out Pig, we were only taking it marginally more seriously, and we just sort of threw it on the internet. So, we we didn't consider the future at all. Wow, okay. I would like to set one thing straight, though. It's mouth breather, one word, and we're the only one that is singular with a capitalized B in the middle. I'll give you that. Yeah. Here's oh. the thing, though. On Bandcamp, when you type that in, Bandcamp don't care. They still just yeah. search everything. Ryan well, actually, he fixed the internet for us. Yeah. Um, so Google recognizes us as the 
the mouth breather entity. Now, Christian and I definitely noted good. that as well. Um, we got uh, our addition of the, the bassist here. Uh, can I get your name? Tyler. Tyler, um, what do you do? Bass. Bass. Love it, love it. So uh, what, uh, are you guys basically on a tour right now? Nah, I don't know. I don't know what constitutes a tour. That's a kind of like a nomenclature issue. But um, Are you guys playing more than one or two shows? We played two shows. We played one last night and then one today, and then we're off tomorrow, but then we're playing Monday and Tuesday. But they're like really close to us, so I don't know if that counts, you know? I count that like shit, man. weekend runs for now. Tonight, so. We'd <laughs> like to play like a legit, like, you know, couple week or month, whatever, but... For now, we're playing as much as we can, mostly weekends. Okay. Um, so with this new release and everything, uh, it's awesome, first of all. Thank it rips you. through just like Pig and everything. Um, it's my understanding, I was talking to you guys earlier, you guys didn't rush it necessarily, but you definitely finished the album for the Mathcore Index Fest, correct? Yeah, exactly. We, de- we totally had that. We don't plan for a lot of shit, but we definitely had it in mind that we wanted yeah. to make sure that we were able to like give you guys something that you could listen to before we actually played here, because this has been like the biggest deal to us for a long time now. But this is like by far the most professional shooting from the hip I've heard for uh, for <laughs> quite a few wa- like bands. Like I've been doing it for 25 years, so love it. Shooting from the hip, I, yeah. It's, <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, on the note of 25 years and everything, um, as far as Mouth Breather goes, you know, since around uh, 2015, uh, any bands before that you guys are in that anybody wants to, you want anybody to know about or anything like that? Not worth mentioning, no. Yeah. Yeah. First, first, I, I just learned the guitar in 2015. I don't, I don't want anyone to know that I was in any other bands. You just started playing in 2015? No, that was a lie. That was a lie. He's being facetious. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Christian, he got me there. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, nobody was in anything notable. Okay. This is our first real go. It just yeah. kind of started working out. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy how it worked. I, I joined in like April, and then Tyler joined in, I think, December. Yeah. And then we released this, like, just so it's been like, I don't know, seven or eight months that we've all been playing together. So, I mean, like, uh, Mathcore, Mathcore Index, you know, we covered it and everything, yeah. uh, your release. Uh, Metal Injection as well. Uh, have you guys gotten any like response from like you know just in the comments section like just things like that do you hear anything like other i mean other than fucking everybody knowing the lyrics today shit like that yeah totally we got a lot of people um mostly honestly so with pig it was like pretty split like some people were like you know like it or hate it usually surrounding the vocals but everything else is totally fine it's like they're like this guy sounds like a fucking idiot or like this sounds like a fucking idiot dude it's all sick so it depends but um but honestly at the tip of that one douchebag on one of the one of the facebook comments who was all like well, I've been listening to Dillinger Escape Plan for years, and the, the odd time signatures just not match up with the, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dude. You're Christian, right, do you know that guy? <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. actually uh, cited Amir as a reference, oh, so yeah. we definitely <laughs> know he knows what he's talking about. Credible <laughs> reference there, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that way more respect for him if you mentioned Dillinger Escape Plan. It was like Amir and somebody oh, else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Nothing against them. Yeah, yeah no, it was just like, uh, whatever. I've, yep. I've mostly been flattered that we've, People have started comparing us to bands that I really admire, yeah. and uh, it's—I I mean, it's really—it's really cool. Um, so, you guys like uh, with this album? Is there any direction you guys had with this album? Um, I did not hear you. Um, okay, uh, with that truck driving yeah, by. The uh, truck so, with uh, with this uh, <laughs> with, with the direction of this album, was there a direction, or are you guys just putting out brutal ass shit, you know, and fast? Mostly the latter. Like, we wanted to like tidy up more of what we did with Pig because like when I say shooting from the hip like Pig was the fucking ultimate shooting from the hip yeah. we wrote like half of it in the studio we didn't have a vocalist for it like I wasn't the vocalist when we recorded it really yeah it was like a really weird you situation recorded the vocals, I recorded but I wasn't the vocalist when we recorded right. so yeah. like so 
Oh, that's why we weren't taking it seriously. We didn't think we were going to be able to play shows because after that we didn't. That's what Tyler joined after that, yeah. so he could switch from bass to uh, vocals. So, are you guys all from the same town, basically? Yes. Yeah, yeah like, like very close. close. Like, like, what town over? Yeah. Where do you live? Villarica. Okay. Word. Word. Bam. Um. Damn. All right. <laughs> uh, that is the ultimate shooting from the hip. Like yeah, I said from it was before. Fucking crazy. Um, we already had the studio time booked, so we couldn't cancel. Yeah. So the the next question I have I I love the new music video. Um, Thank you. I take it this is the first music video you guys have shot, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Um, what's up with the video? What's the premise like? It, I mean, do, does the video match with what you have for lyrics? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, like, the idea came to me. It sounds fucking lame, but like I had like a dream about something similar, and I was like trying to convey it. It's been it was a while ago, but I was trying to convey it to. Uh, to our friend who does film or whatever, and like mm-hmm. it reminded me of the, some uh, scene in The Sopranos when Tony Jr. tries, yeah, really, really horrified. Shocked me when I watched it when I was younger, and like I don't know how a clown got into that, but uh, I was telling it to my friend Jesse, and then like well, I was talking to the guys about it first, and we were all stoked on it. And we all like threw ideas at it and stuff, and uh, we brought it to our friend Jesse, and he he crushed it on the video. So. Uh, the track is Feeding Time, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I fucking I love it just for the fact that it's just a short video of a, basically a clown offing himself, right? Yeah. Is that pretty yeah, much the yeah, premise yeah, totally, of the video? Totally. I fucking love it. Um, Metal Injection covered it. They had a really good review of it yeah. and everything. Um, I just... Uh, I, I love this album. I love the music video. Uh, are you guys going to shoot another one, do you think, for yes. this? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we talked about it. Fuck yeah. Because, I, mean, like, I mean, the first video doesn't even involve you guys, so it's yeah. basically an art piece. So from yeah. here, you guys can just can't keep doing that, do whatever, you know? Yeah. you got to involve yourselves. Yeah, we like the idea of, like, a, a lot of, um, like, bands in like the early 2000s like a Converge and like a few other bands did like music videos that had a storyline Converge owned that for sure yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, we love well, we that we don't, we're not fucking storyline yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah we don't want to be active like we, we really the only criteria from me and Ryan heavily was we let Anthony kind of have creative control we're just like I am not acting yeah. I will play my instrument for maybe one beat clips that are very choppy don't put me in it. Yeah. For everybody listening, <laughs> uh, asking these guys, other than like uh, uh, talking to Anthony here, uh, Anthony was down, but everybody else in this band, I, they were a little standoffish right away. They were like, oh, not yeah. video, right? I mean, like, what's going on here? Like, that kind of thing. So I can, I understand that, you know? Self-loathing is a motif that we but like to it's use. It's probably what fucking fuels mouth breather. I mean, I, honestly, yeah. just seeing you guys on stage, you mean what you're playing, which totally is great. Right. So. It's like- End of the day is like uh, that's like uh, me personally. I think we can all speak for that. It's like if we're not believing what we're doing, and like why fucking do it? You know, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun too. But it's not fun and it's not worth the work if you're fucking up there lip singing, you know, yep. or whatever. So, um, uh, kind of like a final question here uh, with this new album and everything. Um, how was it recording with uh, uh, not recording with, but like just recording at God City and everything? It, it was. Uh, they're extremely professional and they did a great job. And I love how it sounds and. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of all the records that he's put out, so I was excited to be there. Um, yeah, would ten out of ten would recommend. Uh, ten out of ten. Also, were you fanboying like a motherfucker for? No, not at all. No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> did he say anything about us? No, did Did Kurt say anything did about, he, us? Yeah, why, <laughs> did, did he about us? Did he say about us? No. Why? Why? The coolest part was using like, personally for me, I play drums and there's like a titanium snare okay. that I got to use that uh, the engineer said that he like uh, he made at his dad's machine shop or something wow so it's cool. like a custom titanium snare and uh yeah i loved i 
it's a little bit intimidating, but it was fun. They were uh, they were also like you know they worked with us given our limited experience yeah. doing that and budget. and limited budget and <laughs> yeah. and they were uh, they were really cool really about cool about people, all yeah. that and uh, you know helped us out let them use the snare and some pedals and stuff and I'm not wearing a converge shirt right now yeah, definitely not wearing <laughs> totally a converge shirt no 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 and definitely not an OG worry, one either he's not the only one here wearing I didn't even know it. how many that guys how many that <laughs> how many days did you guys record there. Um, yes. Technically, yes. two. Technically. No shit. Yeah. I think technically. Uh, because so actually, fun fact is that we did the the instruments there, and we did the vocals elsewhere. Really? Where'd you do the vocals? Ryan's kitchen. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nick has, like, Nick's a really he won't. Nick's good at uh, recording stuff too. He's got like a good setup and stuff. So we uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to use his equipment and like send it over to uh, to. Um, God sitting, they mixed it and shit for us. But yeah, it was it was really rad. Yeah. Damn. So because Very we only did the instruments, it just took two days. I did the drums on the first day, or was it three? Yeah. It might have been three. three so I, I find it oh, kind of yeah, like like this modest kind of thing, but I find it funny that you guys don't take yourself seriously, but you want to record yourself at God City. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll clarify that <laughs> after Pig, I, we started to take it a little more seriously. Okay, that's yeah. what I like to hear. Because, I mean, yeah. honestly, you guys fucking rip. And, we, I mean, obviously the, the crowd showed you that you guys fucking rip and everything. So yeah. We basically found out that like, people people were into it, and then we were like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we never Let's expected. We never too. expected. Like, I, yeah, shout out to Christian for. Christian hasn't been talking much. He's been filming this whole yeah. time for uh, for you guys. Um, but that pretty much wraps it up, man. Um, yo, yo, yo! Hey, get over here. Yo. Uh, yo, we just spotted we just spotted the the crowd killer over here that did the gang vocals and everything too. Uh, what's your name? I'm Kyle. Uh, so, uh, friend of the band. Friend of the band, best yeah. friend of the band. <laughs> okay, uh, Kyle basically just uh, was in there, just throwing down, uh, do, knew the lyrics with everybody else, just throwing down. Um, I just had to uh, toss you in there. But uh, boys, um, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you so much for talking with me and everything. Yo, and again, like, we're not just fucking saying that because we're on camera and shit. I don't care if you delete this off or whatever. Like, you guys like put us on. You know, you shared us the first time, and like ever since then, it's just been like. I know whether it's other people picking up on it or like it gave us confidence that like maybe we had something that was like worth like sharing like we were about to like gave up mouth through there like, on, honestly because like the whole thing that happened after the studio so like because uh, like we you know we're looking for a new vocalists and all that shit but uh but we saw that you shared and we're like well maybe it doesn't suck you know so but we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts like, Christian it doesn't suck right cool, my man. pleasure love you all yep yep hope you're because I get uncomfortable with compliments <laughs> yeah uh boys we love you keep doing it love you too guys thanks, thank guys. you so much thanks guys all right, so that was our correspondent, Levi Sebastian, interviewing Mouthbreather after their performance at MathCore Index Fest 2018. And of course, me chipping in a little bit on the side there. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into another interview for you guys. After day two of MathCore Index Fest, we sat down with Juan Bond and the Tatched Islands, members from both bands. They actually are a lot of crossover there. They share members, um, the fest organizers, people who more or less put together the whole fest for us, um, Sidhu Anandalingam and uh, Jay Kohler, and uh, as well as Emmett, the drummer of Detach the Islands, and um, I believe uh, the vocalist of An Albatross, Eddie, popped in for a second too. And then we had the vocalist of Juan Bond as well pop in. Oh yeah, Logan. Yep. Yep. So we had a little drunken chat with him after the fest, and uh, we're going to share that with you now. Here we go. Uh, Mathcore Index, finishing up a, a two-day festival in New York. Fucking... Uh, a good time. Um, I'm gonna get some names here. What's going on? Hi, my name's Emmett. Emmett, what's the last name? Seglia. What do you do? I play drums in Detach the Islands, Mutilation Rites, 
Semaphore, and I also have an electronic project called Heaven View. Love it. Let's get that name. How's it going? I'm Sidhu Anandalingam. I play guitar in Semaphore, Detach the Islands, and Juan Bond, and I also book shows under Sidhu Productions. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, what shows have you done under that production? We've done the show Mathcore Fest. Oh, uh, Math 2018? Math Fest 2018. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, let's get let's get this other guy's name here, here too. Oh, hi. I am Jason Kohler, and I play in Juan Bond. Guitar, I play guitar in Juan Bond and Detached Islands and Semaphore. Yes, we are all in all, all those bands together, and I help book Mathcore Index Fest 2018. We we have a vocalist of Juan Bond showing up here too on on our announce here. Oh my goodness! What's your what's name? Up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Logan. What's going on, Levi? <laughs> yeah, what's your last name? I like the letter. You gotta get your last your name, name too. DeFranco. DeFranco. It's me. All right. Good. Good. Here we go. Here we go. Internet celebrity DeFranco. Yeah, I'm basically <laughs> uh, essential He's to your existence. He's Logan DeFranco. I appreciate your honesty there. <laughs> All right, so boys, uh, fucking um, first of all, everybody threw down for this fest, like coming in, uh, playing the fest and also handling the fest. Um, Sid, what do you got to say? We're just very happy to be part of this thing, and you know, it turned out really great, and that's all that I can really hope for. Sid is definitely the, I would say, the financial backer. Uh, the the anchor we would we would call that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I put this whole thing together. This is definitely a community here. We're talking about just like just guys all together, just like caring about a certain genre. But uh, Sid, thank you. Fucking Sid Core. Sid Core, yeah, dude. Sid Core. You probably can see his mouth right now. He's smiling so big. So 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 to to the bands, uh, I'm talking to three guys that are in three separate bands together. Uh, how first of all, how do you deal with each other, and then how do you guys decide that you're gonna do three bands together? With Detach the Islands, I write everything, and then I'm I'm fortunate enough to have musicians around me who are one capable of playing all the shit and willing to be put through playing all that shit. Like Mathcore in general. <laughs> He's just willing to play it and just like, all right. I'm a drummer writing guitar and bass and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds cool. Not knowing how to play it. And then I just chart it out and give it to them. They're like, wow, this sounds like food poisoning, but <laughs> tight. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's, it's really easy to play as well. <laughs> it should be played on a guitar for sure. <laughs> so, so, so Emma's claiming uh, Tash Islands. Uh, what's your baby? My, my baby is Semaphore. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that I got to pull these guys into that project as well. But we all met via Dillinger Escape Plan, so I guess it's kind of mathcore in, in, it, in yeah, its heart. You saw me at the Dillinger show in the middle in the air. I saw I saw Emmett crowd surfing at a Dillinger Escape Plan show, and I remembered him being a drummer, and I was like, I want that guy to be in my band. 
Dude, that is the fucking shit. Shout out to Dillinger. Yeah, Always, forever, and ever, and ever, and ever. Uh, Jay, how'd you get involved with this shit? How did I get involved? I <laughs> sent all a, the shit. <laughs> I sent a Facebook message to Christian last year saying, what do you think about MathCore Index Fest? And he was like, that sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was. And so it, that's really how this started. And I had a connection. What? How did, oh, how I met. Oh, okay. So how I got involved with the other stuff, I just was so focused on math core index, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Emmett, I played a show with, like in 2013, with a band I was in. He didn't remember me. You asked me to join a band, and you don't even remember that, which was probably this band it was probably Detached the Islands. Story because I heard that Jay jumped off of his amp and did like a somersault in the air. No, no, different That's show. Different. <laughs> okay. 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 Okay, so different. I ruined the plug. I ruined the plug. You ruined the plug, man. Different show. Oh, we played another show later uh, with Autocatalytica and Juan Bond. And yes, I did do a front flip over my amp. <laughs> Not a somersault, a front yeah, flip now. Somersault. <laughs> well, somersault's on the ground. You can't really. It was, it was in the air as Autocatalytica's last show. It was Autocatalytica's last show. And then Emma asked me, join me, detach the islands. And then I think I gave like a, nah, man, too busy. And then I thought about it for about five minutes. I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. And then uh, uh, Emmett joined Semaphore, and then I joined Semaphore. And then we all hung out. We were both out. subs in Semaphore. We were, we were both substitutes. And then we just stuck around. around. Just stuck there was around. no one else. Oh, you know what? There was no one else. Full disclosure. Okay, so we, Sid needed a drummer and a guitarist, and so we glommed onto that. And then we both needed a guitarist sub in each of Juan Bond and Detach the Islands. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> and then we all said, okay, we're going to stop paying each other to just be in each other's bands. We're going to just be in each other's bands. End of story. It's yeah. a fucking beautiful thing, man. So I noticed that like yesterday. I was like, yo, are out. these guys all together like all the time? Like, holy shit. Yeah, I see I these know. guys too much. Hold on. I'm going to tell a story about Logan here. Logan, all right, how I met Logan, because this is fucking funny. Vocals of Juan Bond? Juan Bond audition. So, (laughs) dude, Logan, Jesus Christ. I put up some flyers. We put up flyers at, like, Berkeley, because when we were a Boston band, and it was, like, our influences or whatever, and I think there was, like, Dillinger and Sleepy Time Grill Museum and all the weird shit I like. And I get a text from a number, and it's just, like, Yo, dude, like, Sleepy Time, Dillinger, I'm so down. And I was like, this is so informal that I'm intrigued by this person. And then you sent some, like, samples, and I re- they were just, like, f- they were, like, old phone recordings. So like, I couldn't hear if you could sing. And then you just showed up to audition. You had, like, long hair, and you were just really unassuming. You were just like, yo, dudes, what's up? And I was like, all right. No, it just, you fucking, you owned it, man. And then we started, we played I Must, and you fucking just, like, turned into this fucking creature, this animal. And we were like, holy shit. <laughs> and that's how Logan joined the band. A flyer. What do you got to say, Logan? Word. I, <laughs> yo, man. End of story. Print it. <laughs> it's not very often that you run to a platform to kind of put yourself out there. And, what, and the did you, did you listen to, like, Mathcore before this? Yeah, yeah, I've been, like, listening to heavy shit. I, I was really into, like, punk hardcore growing Yo, up. Marathon Sports. Yo, Marathon Sports. <laughs> Shouts out. <laughs> BT Dubs. Anyway, Ooh. so. Uh, oh, my goodness. Who are we talking to right now? Hi. Well, my name is Edward Bernard Gita the Third from An Albatross. Hello. <laughs> Sir, just played an amazing set. Thank Thanks you so much, so much for playing. Hey, muchas gracias, senor. 
<laughs> Such a good fucking little addition there. there. Anyway, no, anyway, that was the no, best, no, dude. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> dude. I met Jake. Send Cole. it. It was very via like internet experience. Um, yeah, I answered a flyer. I was attending the Berkeley College of Music, just prancing around. And then, uh, <laughs> definitely a fact. <laughs> it was a fact. He was I see this. Around. I see this random spastic ass ad is like lead singer like for a fucking experimental vocal band. I was like, oh, I'm trying to get away from that shit. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like <laughs> influence include like the Dillinger Escape Plan, Sleepy Time, Gorilla Museum, 311, Incubus. Like I was like. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Juan Bond is a reference to 311 for anybody that does not yeah, <laughs> know that. It's a reference to a great song. That An they, amazing song. They literally chant J-U-A-N-B-O-N-D <laughs> So if you haven't experienced it, check it out. And uh, yeah, you know, the rest is history. I fucking linked up with these crazy ass motherfuckers and they showed me some dumb shit and I was like (laughs) 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 all right so so we're highlighting basically like a a basement full of guys that are in like different bands together but uh I definitely want to highlight this as well like as far as like mathcore index like the fest goes on uh Sid and Jay um you guys have been like two like crucial parts of like the the fest like holding it down and I just want to say thank you um if for every band that said thank you tonight, I don't think they said thank you enough. So, <laughs> uh, Sid, uh, what do you got to say, man? Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm just super glad that everyone had a good time and it turned out really well. A lot of the bands said it was like their favorite show they've ever played. So I will 100% take that. Why, why did you throw down so much in, for this? I, I think the community is super important, and I just wanted to make sure that there was something to like celebrate that, you know? You said community. I, I I will agree for sure, man. Fucking thank you, said. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Uh, really blown away by the whole weekend. Very surreal. I'll agree. I'll agree. Uh, planning this for a year. I mean, so many bands came on and dropped. Uncertain whether it was gonna happen. Reschedule. Just like every imaginable problem happened. As you're scratching your fucking head, <laughs> like it's just like. How? How? How do we do this? Dude, uh, guys, uh, we should do this again, right? Oh, yeah, we're doing, yeah, so. A hundred thousand percent, fuck yeah. Look out, Indonesia, we're coming for you next. Oh, shit! Uh, yeah, dude, Mathcore Index World Tour. <laughs> Christian? Yes. Oh, shit, it's on. <laughs> Let's do it. It's on. Uh, guys, thanks for talking. All right, so that was our correspondent, Levi Sebastian, interviewing Juan Bond and the Tatch the Islands. A little bit of you in there. Yeah, I yep. mean, I hardly said anything again because I was just there being auxiliary staff and support. This was definitely this this interview was like last minute uh, natural. We all like were pretty impromptu. Yeah, but I, I just I re- this was a me. I wanted I drug everybody downstairs and made sure this happened. I just really wanted to make sure that J- Sid and Jay. It was one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that Sid and Jay got their uh, their spotlight there because once again, I mean, they were definitely the fucking glue on the East Coast, and it would have not happened without those guys. Absolutely. So um, once again, um, we'll Give see motherfuckers on the West Coast next year. So <laughs> yeah, we're looking to do it out in the West Coast year uh, next year. So. We if you live in California, you can probably expect to uh, see it there. Yeah. Here, rather. Yeah. All right, so I guess that about wraps it up for the 23rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and 
stay beautiful.